0: points the video game book club podcast today we're starting a discussion on dead cells i'm your host marcus and joining me today as always are the homies first off we have dante they call me perfect cell (laughs) nerd actually super perfect cell i take it back and last but not least we have the homie trevor
1: what's going on uh
0: so yeah we're missing greg uh you know close to christmas holidays time so he he's traveling with family so he couldn't be on this one so Hopefully, we can bring him in for the second part of this game. So, without further ado, let's talk about Dead Cells, and since this is Dante's game for the month of December, I'm going to kick it to him.
2: Alrighty. So, um, starting with Dead Cells, the game was developed by Motion Twin. They started way back in 2001, and what they were actually doing was developing a bunch of free-to-play titles. For phones and browsers. Which I thought was really interesting. Because apparently they've made quite a few games. But I've literally never heard of them. Up until Dead Cells. Um, they actually have their own social game platform. Called Twinoid. Where you can play all those. Um, phone and browser games. That they've developed before. So about Dead Cells the game. It's in the. Metroidvania. Roguelike. Like. Mismatch of genres so for anybody who doesn't know what metroidvania is the title comes from the metroid games and also the castlevania games where you're in these kind of big castle dungeon type of areas that have multiple layers you're picking up items you're picking up food you're picking up different things these games generally require a lot of backtracking going back to areas that you've previously been to now that you've got new abilities and normally you can access stuff that you weren't able to previously. The roguelike part of the name comes from the rogue genre, which essentially, I guess the best way to describe it would be a game where you play through it and you die and you have to start back at the beginning. That's a pure rogue. A roguelike is a game where you kind of go through that same process. You go through the game, you die, you go back to the beginning, but you keep some things with you. So in Dead Cells example, um, you carry abilities that you've purchased throughout previous runs. And also another big thing of rogues is every time you go through an area, they tend to be randomized to some extent. So even though we're going through the same quote-unquote level, the entire layout of it has changed. Okay, so... um, According to what I read, they were heavily inspired by The Binding of Isaac, which is another very popular indie title that came out
0: probably about
2: five or so years ago, i guess, at this point. And um, this game originally started as a follow-up to um, one of their games called Die Tonight, which was a 40-player tower defense game. And I guess this game was supposed to be kind of like a multiplayer-esque thing in that vein, But then they decided to focus on single player and they wanted to make it feel very personal. And that's kind of where they um, implemented that roguelike nature where it's like, well, okay, they can go through this thing, but it's going to be different every time. And they're going to find weapons that are going to be different every time they go through it, but they're going to get attached to some weapons just throughout that iterative process and be like, okay, well, I see that swords work for me. So I'm going to try to find more swords while I'm going through these areas and stuff like that. So, from my understanding, there's roughly 50 items at launch, or at least in the retail release of the game. And they just rotate them in a kind of roguelike fashion to keep every playthrough fresh. And the game went into early access May 10th, 2017. And they used early access to balance the... um, different weapons of the game, balance the various play styles of the game, and just kind of fine tune what they really wanted the game to feel like in the end. And the official release came on August 7th, 2018 of this year, and it's pretty much been mostly, if not all, positive from most of the major press sites. They're currently working on the game. They continue to work on it, and there's actually a major patch that's in the um, in the works that makes the game a lot harder, from my understanding. So I thought that was kind of neat. And as far as what we did for the game, we at least, um, each of us put in five hours of time since there's not, like, a set structure to this game versus everything else we've played up to this point. As far as the story goes, there's not really that much that's very concrete pretty much at the beginning of the game you are known as the prisoner you come out of this tube from the ceiling almost like you're being dropped into a giant garbage or waste disposal factory area and your guy doesn't have a head but then he gets like a spirit head and that's pretty much all i know about the story and that does it for the intro
0: cool um and so, what is your background with this type of game? I guess I don't know, like Metroidvanias, or do you want to even parse it out more and say between roguelikes and like the Metroid style games? I guess I
2: can I can go into it. So I've played most—I don't want to say most of the Metroids, but I've played at least a large amount of the 2D Metroids, and I've pretty much gone through five to ten big Castlevanias. So I I have a lot of experience with the Metroidvania side of things. For the roguelike thing, the only other game that I can think of that I've actually been through is Rogue Legacy.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, for myself, I've only played, uh, what is it? Super Metroid, and I've beaten Super Metroid, and I've beaten Metroid Prime. I got the... Trilogy mm-hmm. um, on well, know, Wii. Bet.
2: Metroid Primes
0: it's very similar
2: in a lot of ways. Like it's a three day three D version of a Metroidvania. But structurally it's a little bit different, you know? Sure. And I'm sure you've seen that between Super Metroid and Metroid. <laughs> yeah, Prime. yeah, yeah.
0: Um and then uh I've played Rogue Legacy, but I'm terrible at it. I'm 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 really Interested and intrigued by the uh the rogue like genre, but I've really only played Rogue Legacy. I played a little bit of Spelunky with a friend. Um, it's a game that I've always wanted to get into, but I just never did. And then, um, uh, Metroidvania going back, uh, Shadow Complex that game is awesome. Hmm. I played that too. Oh, yeah,
2: I played Shadow Complex. And then, I guess,
0: does I'm trying to think. Mark of the Ninja, is that a Metroidvania?
2: Nah. like It's probably like an action I know controller. what you're saying, like but it's more level-based. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: I don't really have I I think I do like the Metroidvania. I've never played any Castlevanias and I do like the genre but i don't really have like a lot of experience in it and then roguelikes i like them in theory but i'm just bad at them because those are the type of games where for me i you know i'm smashing into a wall just banging my head well, just trying actually, to... Go you
2: know you have a lot of experience with rogues because that's literally what ftl and i think into the breach is none of those have things that carry over run to run do they
0: no huh I don't know. I always think of those more as strategy games. <laughs> I mean,
2: they are like, I'd consider them strategy rogues in my Okay, opinion. then yeah, like
0: I've shoot, like, what are we talking? Like, 700 <laughs> <That's> like, hours? <laughs> okay, now you're the, you know,
2: appointed expert of the group. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's but, uh... But you know what I'm going with, like, yeah, each one of those is an individual run, it's random, what kind of happens, happens, and you have to roll with it. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. I de- Definitely, then, like, yeah, between FTL and to the breach, i not lying when I have about 700 plus hours in those two games. So, definitely. Uh...
2: And I don't know what it is about rogues. that There's just something fundamentally about them that makes me so upset. And I don't understand. Like, I tried Splunky a couple times, and I just couldn't get into it. Like, F- FTL, I gave it a couple runs, and I just... Uh... Ugh. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I I feel bad because I know if I gave it the time of day, but I think it's just a thing where I don't have any progression carrying over.
0: I think the part to me that's so appealing is the systems based gameplay where it's like, yes, like you have the random aspect of like i don't really have much control over what weapons or items or upgrades i'm going to get on a run-to-run basis and i'm going to lose everything but i really 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 and i think this is from playing fighting games Mm -hmm. really enjoy learning the system beyond behind the game and then once i learn the system then i can roll with the punches on what i get because i know like okay this does well against this or this does well against that and there's like a lot of there's a lot of parallels to me between like fighting games and at least the the strategy rogue games that I play in FTL Into the Breach. Where it's like, once I get the systems down, it doesn't really matter what you throw at me. I know how to make the most out of what I've, I'm have given. And I have not learned that in Dead Cells yet.
2: <laughs> See, I'm the opposite where I feel like there's some type of culmination that happens in Dead Cells and other like, rogue legacy and stuff where... At first, I was like, "Man, it's such a struggle to get to like the first boss or something." But then, like, surely, like slowly and surely, it became such a trivial thing where I, I never even thought about dying before, like stage four or five in this game, at some point.
0: Yeah, I, I do have that as well. Where it's like once you get far enough along, then it's just or once you get enough reps or runs underneath your belt, it's like, okay, like I don't even need to... What you used to...
2: It's not even... See, this is a thing. It's not even my skill, though. It's just the equipment I've acquired and the abilities I've acquired have allowed me to pretty much trivialize the first segment or whatever of the game. Uh, it I gives me you. a very big like, sense of empowerment.
0: Got you. Um, one other thing is, did you, did, don't the uh, Dark Souls, the Soul series, count as, like, a... Do they, they have any, like, overlap with this type of game?
2: Yes, I would say Dark Souls is probably the closest 3D equivalent to this game that you'd get. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you go through, like, a certain area. It doesn't randomize like this game does. But you go through an area, you get Souls you run the risk of um losing those souls if you die so you always have this constant tension of do i try to backtrack to the last bonfire and cash this in or do i try to press forward and hope things go well because it might be a while before i get this far again and i really like that tension that they have in those games
0: gotcha and trevor dipped out for a little bit but uh just to catch you up we were just kind of talking about our experiences with metroidvania slash uh, roguelike types of games and i was wondering if you have any background in either of those genres or anything adjacent
1: um metroidvanias i've played a couple um of course i played like the metroid games um metroid fusion is one of my favorite games of all time Preach. Preach. okay y'all like that one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> never played it. <clears> that's <throat> so good. Um, let me see. I've played Binding of Isaac. And another fun game I played, um, which this one's a really cool co-op game, is Risk of Rain. I don't know if y'all have played that one.
0: I've heard of it. Yeah, i heard of it. Never played it.
1: But it, it's like a co-op roguelike game. Okay. But I think that's it. I, I've started Dark Souls, but... I think I got stuck at some point in it and never looked back.
0: Okay. What, of any roguelikes or
1: Oh, well, um, Risk of Rain and um and Binding of Isaac are roguelikes, I guess. Oh,
0: okay. My bad. Yeah. Oh, you bad. know, what? <laughs> I just I, I I don't know if you consider this Dante but another Metroidvania vvvvvv.
2: <laughs> yeah, it It's like a platformer (laughs) variation of that. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit of a stretch, but I get what you're getting at. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just typed in, like, Metroidvania games, and there was, like, a list of 40, and I'm looking through it, and, like, I haven't played some of these games, and I know you guys have, but I just don't want to just be yelling out titles and, like, you guys saying, yeah, that is, or no, why'd they put that on? So, um... So let's let's get into this game. I think this is gonna be maybe maybe a short episode. We'll see. We always say that. But uh, um, like Dante said, there. I feel like I'm the most. No
2: structure. This is pure chaos.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm the most like story focused of the the group, even including Greg. I don't wait. Wait. What? What do you mean? Greg's the least story focused. (laughs) (laughs) I, I said I'm the most.
2: But you said even including Greg, which implied, like, he was, like, some (laughs) hill to topple or something. (laughs) I was like, what is he talking about? Including the
0: ramp that is Greg. (laughs) Um, I feel like I am the most, like, that, you know, like, looks into the story of stuff. And I have no idea what the story is in this game. I think, like, you kind of hit the nail on the head as far as, like... It's. i don't want to say it's non-existent because there is like some things going on but it is like it doesn't really seem important like this game i would well, say is like go ahead
2: if you ever play a dark souls this is the exact same
0: I it's guess, just like a mood. Or... <laughs> it,
2: it, it it almost um... seems
1: like like an arcade type story where you kind of just jump into the game and start playing it
2: it's embedded into the background, which is yes. It's a very interesting way of doing it. And, like, if you look at one of the Dark Souls games and, like, see the wiki, like, you will say, how was I supposed to figure out any of this? But then you go on YouTube and there's, like, a two-hour thing explaining, like, oh, well, this lady, she actually ate her sister and she became a spider and murdered her, like, father on her mother's side and stuff like that and... There's a lot of fascinating stuff going on. It's just you have to really like look into item descriptions and a lot of yeah. these type of games.
1: So it's not so much as a story as it is just lore.
2: Yeah, it's lore. That's a good way to put it.
0: And then even on top of that, like we say like, hey, there's not a story or anything like that. I still think this game has a charm and it's kind of funny. Do you guys I wasn't
2: I wasn't surprising or um I wasn't expecting dude to be so just break the fourth wall (laughs) you get what i'm saying
0: (laughs) yeah like the there's there's things that you can interact with in the world that you're you're in like whether it's knocking on a door there's uh characters in the background and you can have conversation like i mean you watch a conversation unfold but your character is pretty expressive despite like not really having a face or you know like it, it he shakes his head and he like face palms and like I don't know I think even like the the I mean we're not talking <laughs> let's be honest Throws up double gonna, middle fingers
2: yeah nothing's
0: gonna top ace attorney writing as far as games we played but I do think there is some charm to even how they write the dialogue in this game uh I don't know if that came across when you got with you guys.
2: I definitely saw it. Okay.
0: And I I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one. That's that's about it as far as story, but I was just like, "Oh my god, like it, I wasn't expecting it and I was pleasantly surprised." I was like I I went in with no expectations and I was like, "Oh, this type of game isn't the type of game that's going to have a story or any type of like dialogue or anything, and what little I've seen has been cool." And Correct me if I'm wrong, Dante. I don't. So I looked up the the developer. <coughs> Excuse me. While you were talking, wasn't this game made by a single person or worked on by a single person? I don't think so. Motion Twin. I... Quinn...
2: There, there's 11
0: employees, a... as according to Wikipedia. But for some reason, I always had the no, the notion that Dead Cells was created by a single person.
2: You know, there was some game like it that I think we might be conflating. Let
0: me, single. Let I know the cool search. thing uh, about the, the, the developers. No, because
2: um, I remember reading an article. Have you seen this article about how they pretty much like do um,
0: payroll there?
1: The equal pay
0: system? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that them that does that? Yeah, yep. that's I remember them. reading about that. So, go ahead and explain.
2: <laughs> so, honestly, I don't remember too much, but it says um, from the Kotaku headline, Game Studio with no bosses pays everyone the same. So, they got 11 workers there, they don't technically have a boss, and um, they all get equal pay, which, that's a pretty interesting way to do things.
1: Yeah, it's basically saying, like, yeah. everybody's job is just as important. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I don't know if that would work at a big studio, but for an indie game, that seems like a pretty nice thing for them to do.
0: Yeah, like I see a quote from one of the game designers said, we actually just use a super basic formula. If a project finds success, people are basically paid more in bonuses and everyone is paid the absolute same way. The devs and the artists are paid the same amount of money and people like me who have been here for 17 years are paid the same amount as people who were recruited last year. Which is, it may sound kind of crappy if you are... Like, while wow, this person's been here so long, they should get paid more than everybody else. But I think the cool uh, side of that is that they're all equally invested in the success of the game. So it's like a good type of motivation to be like, oh, like, we want this game to be a success because it directly influences everybody. So I don't know, like, I, I don't have a lot of experience working in a team, or a collaborative sense, but I've, from what what I know, like, having spoken with Dante, like, sometimes, like, people don't necessarily get, like, the help that they need, you know? And then they feel like they're dead weight. And I feel like this type of, I mean, it's a smaller company, but this type of pay structure probably promotes, like, a lot more collaboration because there doesn't feel like there's probably a pecking order, which is probably very beneficial for the workers' mindsets.
2: Yeah, it definitely, as long as everybody's on board with it, I could see there being a lot less contention. It's not like, oh, well, um, so-and-so's making more than me, and I'm doing twice the amount of work or whatever. It's like, okay, well, we're all pretty much getting paid the same thing, so, you know. There's no bad blood about who's, like, I need to keep up with X or keep up with Y, that type of stuff.
0: All right. Let's, let's 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 dig into this game. Let's let's talk about this game. So, um, I guess you it's pretty straightforward. Like you start a run where the souls uh, basically reanimate this body and now you're take the control of this character. You have a roll which has invincibility frames on it so you can use it to dodge attacks um you got four weapon slots um two are like i guess you could say primary weapons um and those can be uh, b- uh bows um swords uh throwing knives uh shields um there's just a wide assortment of types of weapons you can have and then the other two slots are for traps and grenades so they have like a Traps that shoot bows, flamethrower traps, uh, like, bear traps, which keep people, uh, stunned. They have stun grenades, uh, ice grenades, regular grenades, um, and, I mean, this is, just things that I've unlocked. There's, how many items did you say, Dante? So,
2: there's at least 50.
0: Okay, yeah, I, and am th- there's, like, everything in this game you can unlock, basically. So, um... And uh, you're just basically dungeon crawling and uh, jumping from stage to stage. And each stage has its own unique aesthetic along with uh, um, different types of enemies. So each uh, stage has its own set of enemies as well. Um, There are multiple routes. There are items that you can find throughout the stages to upgrade your character. And you're collecting... um, Money to help you buy better items, and you can also use the money to like open doors. And then you're also collecting cells, which are like a currency you use to upgrade your character. And that is the thing that I guess you could say carries over that carries over from run to run. So that is like, um, allows you to unlock new items and allows you to unlock, like, I guess you could say, buffs. For your character, so your character can hold more gold in between runs. So, like, if you die, uh, I think on a normal run, if you die with ten thousand gold, when you start your next run, you're starting from zero. But if you upgrade yourself, you can that you can upgrade yourself. So, oh, when I die, I'm going to have six thousand gold to start with. Or if I die, I want to be able to hold two potions, or um, just little things like that. Be- Go ahead.
2: And just to be clear, like, when he says carry over things to the next run, it's not like, it's not stat-based, so it's not like, oh, well, I upgraded my strength plus three, so I'm going to be stronger the next time I come around. It's it's mostly just raw, either more money, more um, health potions, potentially. You can carry over, like, weapons sometimes, like or at least weapon unlocks, I guess you could call them and yeah that's kind of what that does but it doesn't affect your actual stats you start at the same spot every single time yeah
0: and then um, it also unlocks like um, uh, I guess they call them these mutations which uh, are basically once you end a level you get to choose a mutation that is basically like a perma buff I guess you could say or how you spec out your character and that is from run to run so um I think so far the most I've been able to stack onto my character is four. Um, But they do things like they increase your DPS. They give you more overall health. They allow you to throw down traps or grenades. Uh, There's like less of a cooldown on them. There's some that like, oh, you have better DPS when you're standing by your traps. There's some that you have better DPS when you're standing by a group of enemies. Or better DPS when you're standing further away from enemies. So... There's a wide variety to complement the types of... The playstyle that you prefer to have or based off the weapons you have. And um, you can also... They have this... I think maybe one of my favorite parts of the game is the upgrade system because they have three, I guess you could say, traits. And I guess this is another way you can spec out your character. And it's like... um, I think it's red for brutality, green for... uh, I want to say vitality, that might not be right, and then pur- it's survivability. survivability, and then purple for tactics. So a very basic um, explanation is red is typically for swords and like melee weapons. Green is typically like traps and shields, and purple is traps and grenades. Um, for the most part there's but uh each item has its uh, a single color or two colors so you can um, like a sword will be have a red background so when you put points into brutality the red trait it buffs the stats for any items that you have that have a red background um, if you uh, put points in the survivability uh, it buffs the the DPS for all the items that you have that are have a green background. Um, but that carries over across your upgrades that you do with your um, your mutations. So your mutations are also in the different categories. So they have the red the mutations that affect your red ones, mutations that affect your green ones, mutations that affect your purple, and then they have the generic like these are just overall good for your character. So there's a lot of like cool customization you can do for that to spec out your character in that specific run, and I think that is probably my favorite system in the game uh, because it's it, it like is a cool like way to upgrade your character and like it comp it promotes you experimenting with the weapons that you have on hand because I know a lot of times for myself like I have these are my preferred things or like the preferred type of weapons or whatever that I I like to play with but if I don't get them in that run I instead of me being like oh this is a wasted run it allows me to experiment with some things that I wouldn't normally play with and I can spec them out to kind of like power them up um, and kind of like it gives me a a fresh outlook and like it makes every play, playthrough that I have, like, feel unique. And so, like, I have, like, I think in my, <laughs> if I was looking at my stats, I think I've had 31 playthroughs. And I don't I know, I don't remember all 31, but I do remember a couple of playthroughs. Where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when I got this item, and I, I got really far with this thing, and I, you know, I would never have used that, but who knew that this with this was a good strategy. So it, it, it's it's... I yeah, really you're going like through the, the same way. areas,
2: but you never feel it. Never feels repetitive at all. Yes,
0: every freaking run is like fresh and like feels good. And like like I said, like I've I just had a playthrough with two items that I never never would have paired up together i hardly ever used either of them and they didn't particularly go well with each other but it's what i had and it was like oh like i don't want to run this again but like let's make the best of this and let's see how far i can get and i upgraded in a way that was like making it really good uh making it like a strong uh strong run but it was just like man who would have thought in a million years that these two things uh i would have wound up with both of these two things and got this far so i don't know it makes runs more memorable and i really appreciate that did i miss anything as far as like the overall um i don't feel like i
2: no because i mean mechanically that's everything you start with for real Mm -hmm. i would like to say that every weapon though we said that there's 50 weapons, but that kind of understates that each one of those 50 pretty much has a unique feel to it. None of the swords really feel the same. Yeah, and
0: there's so there's stats effects in this game too. So there's poison, there's burning, there's bleeding, there's stun, there's frozen. Um,
2: and each one of these weapons is loaded with certain stats, and you can like you can go to a guy and get them changed, but those are also random. So It's just very interesting because, one, you're experimenting with the weapons themselves, and then, two, you're experimenting with the synergy of all your different weapons combined. So, like, I might have a Frost Blast attack that freezes enemies, and then I'll have a bow or something that does 175% damage to enemies that are frozen.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been many times where it's like, well, technically this item on its own... It's better than the things that I have, but the things that I have work together in a way that I'm able to pump out a lot more damage than I normally would be able to. And so, like, you know, this item by itself, you know, it does 100% damage to poison enemies, but nothing that I have poisons enemies, and I have, like, you know, an ice grenade... And then I have two items or two weapons that do, like, bonus damage to frozen enemies. So it's like, why would I switch over to this thing that I won't even get the most benefit out of it? And then, like, not to mention, so I didn't mention this, but then there's also, I guess you could say, legendary items. or they're called colorless items. And they have a gold border. And they are not... Um, the way I, I read into it, uh, they're buffed by whatever upgrades you have the most points in so if you have the most points into green that's the buff it's going to get as far as the damage percentage or whatever um but those kind of interact interestingly because those normally drop randomly and so you can you can't really always count on getting those in a run. So like when I've had runs where I've had two and I've done especially well (laughs) in those runs, then I've had like many runs where I've had none. And then it's like, oh man, I really could go for a colorless weapon right now. I just, I really, 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 really appreciate the variability in this game. And I...
2: And just the ongoing changing of strategies depending on the situation where you'll you'll have a set of items and you think you're doing really good but then you get a really other like you find an item that's even better but it's of a different like discipline mm-hmm. you're like man you gotta do make I those decisions of, man <laughs> do i want to get rid of this thing that's been working really well or do i want to go with this thing that's going to be weaker right now but i can probably buff it to a really large extent in the very near future,
0: yeah, dude, it's so heartbreaking when like when I get like a legendary. That's mm-hmm. like, like I got it like the other day. I was playing and I was like, specced a certain way, and then I got a legendary and it was a shield, and I was like, man, what am I going to use this for? And then and then like the the only other legend, so I didn't pick, I didn't pick it up to use it. I just recycled it to get the the, the gold. And then the next Legendary, the only other one I got that run was, like, Throwing Knives. Which, again, like, well, like my run wasn't spec'd out that those would have been effective for me, so it was like, what am I gonna use this for? And I ended up recycling that as well. And that was the run where I got the furthest I had gotten. So it's like, damn, if I would have had a Legendary that was like, I don't want to say useful, but, like, more catered to the the run I was having, then, man, who knows how far I could have gotten. So... Without saying
2: too much, like, I actually finished the game, which I didn't expect to do, but it happened. And in the run that I finished the game, I was just, um, I was praying for this one item. This one item would have made things a lot easier. In specific, um, did you ever get to a necklace, Marcus? Uh,
0: I doubt it. I don't know what you're talking about. I...
2: Necklaces, like,. They replace your, I guess... Prisoner bracelet or prisoner ammo Yeah, the prisoner
0: bracelet. Yeah, I've gotten that's those it. before.
2: Yeah, and normally, like, I get one of those without even thinking. I, I get one, and then, like, in the second set of levels, I get another one that's normally, like, 20% off damage. But I just didn't get it, and I was freaking out because I'm like, this is the best run I've ever had. Yet, at the same time, I knew what was coming up, and I'm like, man, this minus 20% damage that I'm not going to be taking into this, you know, fight with me, that's going to make a huge difference and it did, but I managed to like, squeak by, and it's just those things where it's like man please just, like whatever dice god there is, just roll in my favor, <laughs> just once yeah, I don't
0: know I, yeah, how, how long did it take like, how long how long have you played this game and like, how long did it take you to beat it
2: So, I pretty much haven't played since I beat it, but it took, I think my Steam clock said 16 hours, and I probably had it on for like an hour when I wasn't really doing anything. So, it took you about 15 hours then? Yeah, but I get the impression that I did it faster than anticipated, to be honest.
0: Okay, and then I'm sitting, I'm playing it on PlayStation 4, so I don't have a... Time, but I I would reckon that I've probably played at least twenty hours, and I've, as far as I know, there's three bosses, and I've gotten to the second boss once, and I almost killed him, but I that that's it. I've only gotten to him once. What about you, Trevor? How are you, how are things on your your end? You've been awfully it's, quiet.
1: It's it's <laughs> slowly progressing. I'm I'm learning just listening to y'all, um, because I honestly haven't. I don't know, I watched like some streams of the game mm-hmm. okay. um, and I've tried implementing some of their strategies, <laughs> but of it... course some of the <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> some of the guys given up I... already <laughs> no, no, I haven't given up like I've actually played um I know I've played at least five hours um but the farthest I've gotten is to the ramparts, but watching the I guess the pros stream it it's like they'll I guess I've kind of spoiled the game for myself because I've seen like you know what stages they get to next but at some point you can I guess Dante you were mentioning you can re-roll some of the stats
2: yeah you get to a dude
1: and and that's what one guy was doing and um and I realized after watching some of these guys I'm picking up a very severely lacking number of cells every time I um, every time bro, I turn them in,
2: thirty forty per level.
1: No, so I, I go for man. I've been getting about ten. <laughs> what? Yeah, I didn't realize. So, like,
2: bro, you get that from the time gate. The, I get, let's explain that mechanic. So, you have these different stages, and pretty much every stage but the first one and a couple other ones. There's a time gate near the beginning where as long as your run has been under a certain time threshold, you can unlock and um, go past the gate, and typically you get a blueprint in there which allows you to get a new weapon from the vendor, and you also get normally a vat of cells and some money.
1: So, before we get too far away from weapons, I want to ask this. First of all, what is the point of unlocking weapons? Like, if they're all randomized, so you can actually choose which weapon you want to get or you want to start out with.
0: Um, Now, I'm my... not saying this is gospel or anything, but I think the point of unlocking weapons is to have more things to play with. Because uh, some weapons have status effects that, like, you have just the bare basic weapons at your disposal in the beginning of the game. But, like, there are weapons that behave, like, some of the weapons that I've unlocked, oh, so I've unlocked the rapier, which if I roll, the next attack I do is going to be a critical 100% of the time. So, dang, that's clutch. There's the twin, I think they're called twin daggers, which every third hit is automatic critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a weapon that I had that Every hit gives you one hit, uh life point back, one HP back. Did you get the whip? Uh I've used a whip. There's well, was... Go ahead. There's a couple different whips, sorry, but yeah.
2: there's one whip in specific where if you hit the enemy with the tip of the whip, it does um it does some obscene amount of damage. I can't remember if it's double or triple.
0: There was a whip I was using that every third hit you got a critical hit, and also while you're whipping them, you're pulling them to you, you're pulling them like hitting them towards you. There was um, a weapon that I was using. Uh, uh, there's a oiled blade, so any any time you hit somebody, they covered in oil, so they're more susceptible to fire attacks. If you had any fire traps or weapons that did fire damage, um, there's uh, crossbows that pierce the first enemy so like if you're shooting into a crowd like you can hit the first person and the person behind them there's weapons that i've had that um when i swing it throws it shoots an arrow up you know up forward diagonally above me there's some that shoot a grenade right in front of me there are some that i've had that uh crossbows that shoot um two arrows at a time so you do double damage or crossbows that shoot like a shotgun blast. So they shoot four arrows, like, kind of like in a spread right in front of you. So there is, like, it it may seem like it's like, oh, why would I want to unlock this sword? Because this other sword that I, this starter sword is fine enough, but, like... Well, not necessarily that, but
1: the so just the idea of unlocking it when you can't actively choose to use it.
2: So... I'm not sure. Maybe Marcus can confirm this. Do you have to unlock the weapon for it to show up randomly in some cases, or
0: I believe like, so. I, I like
2: I, it was kind of one of those ambiguous things for me.
0: I so the a lot of these weapons that I don't have, the only time I've run into them is in the challenge rooms where I feel like the challenge rooms are like completely. They have these daily challenges that you can do mm-hmm. where there's a certain. What do you call it?
2: Like it's like a, tr- uh... it's a, it's a trial. It's like, okay, here's the daily challenge. Like you and all the other dead cells players have this available for 24 hours. They give you an objective, whether it be like get to this boss or clear this path or, um, you know, just different objectives that you have to meet while you're trying to do this daily challenge. You can retry it as many times as you want, and you get bonuses upon completion.
0: And I've done two of those, and I've seen weapons... Like, every weapon I've used, I've never seen in my game. And they're not, like, legendaries or anything. So I am led to believe that you have to unlock the blueprint and then pay for the item in order to have access to that item randomly. Like, that's not to say that
2: and i'm thinking he's right on this actually i don't
0: even think i don't even think they would pop up in they may pop up in a store if you unlock the blueprint but i don't i can't even vouch for that but i will say like as far as starting in the prison quarters with you i think it's only items that you either start off with or um uh items that you either start off with or items that you unlock because like I, the very first, one of the first things I upgraded was the random shield, and literally for maybe 20 of my runs, I only had access to two different shields every time I played. It was either the, the, I don't know how to say it, the cudgel or the greed shield, and it wasn't, go ahead. So that's where you start to benefit
1: is like unlocking the skill where you can, where it randomizes the the starting weapons. No,
2: I don't think they show up in levels before. I could be wrong about
0: that. I don't think they show up in levels either. I think you, once you pay, like, so one of the things, have you unlocked any items, Trevor, then I guess not? Um, I'm sure I have. Have you, Dante? Repeat that. Have you purchased or like, like unlocked items yet?
1: You're talking about with sales, right? Yeah, with sales. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Yeah.
0: So you know when you get them, like when you purchase it, you can pick it up right there. It's right. Yes, and you mm-hmm. can pick, and that's that's scaled to however far into the game you are. So, if you purchase it and you're pretty far, it could be like a level five version of that weapon. But once you purchase, or once you purchase it, then you can get the level one version from the jump in the beginning of the game, as well. I don't... Potentially, randomly. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, uh, I've i started off runs now with three items that I've purchased, or having access to, choo- you know, being able to choose between two of the three three items that I've purchased, which normally they they would not have popped up had I not purchased them.
2: Okay, okay. So I'm reading an answer of a question that got asked on the internet. It says, after you unlock the weapon... And um, after you get it right there, it starts to spawn randomly in the dungeon. It can also be a starting weapon. If you un- if you have unlocked the randomization for those, there's quite a lot in this. Okay, this isn't the best English, but I'm not judging. Um, much of the game is randomized. So, yeah, it says that um, once you buy – you get the blueprint, you purchase it with the cells – then you have access to it in the dungeon. Yeah. And it also shows up in stores.
0: Okay. Okay. Is that, is that your question then, Trevor?
1: Yeah, it does. Because, I mean, I guess since I haven't unlocked any of those randomizations, you know, the benefit of unlocking weapons hasn't kicked in yet.
0: Okay. uh Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the yeah. randomization... And that's something
2: with... I kind of... I was going to say I kind of neglected because... I had a lot of blueprints but I didn't buy many of them just because I I would look at it and be like why do I need this level one thing but I never even considered like hey I need to buy this blueprint for it to actually show up consistently
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I, I did the random thing from the jump so I the random shield one so I was constantly seeing like only the two shields but I was constantly seeing it shift out and everything you got any other uh things that are throwing you off or you don't know, Trevor? We'll get to them. I mean, go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: Alright. So when you get to well, like Dante said earlier, the game is kind of pseudo linear, but in that second area after you leave the prison, um I forgot what it's called.
2: The promenade of something. Yeah. something.
1: There's, like, a door, like, the first one that you get to, like, have either of y'all gotten to that door where you could, um, like, in time to open it? Oh, open? yeah,
0: definitely. It, <laughs> that thing is, Trevor, uh, Dante was talking about that earlier.
2: Yeah, it's, um, they have time doors. Pretty much, the game always tells you how much, I guess, your play time per run in the bottom right corner and for the first area it's 2 minutes to get past the time door then i think it's like 5 or 6 minutes then it's like 12 minutes for the next area and pretty much if you get past any of those doors you get a bundle of cells you get a blueprint and you also get like some money and maybe like a weapon
1: so is that even worth it because yes like my my thinking is mm-hmm. like Okay, you've already gotten to the part where you can um, purchase things and you actually use your cells, so you can't backtrack. But if you're doing just a mat dash to that door, have you picked up enough items in order to... Are
2: you going to, like, you know, to stifle s- out your run before you even start? Right, it?
1: exactly. Yeah.
2: So once I got comfortable, and that was pretty much after I beat maybe, like, i say the first boss a couple times. I felt good getting to that first time door, and just I could consistently get there, and I never really worried about dying or getting into a spot where I didn't have a good weapon going into stage three. So I could consistently do that one, and occasionally I'd get the next time door, but not very often. So it's just kind of depending on what you want to do.
0: I will say that... I think it's worth it if... I'm not going to lie, the first section is kind of boring at this point now, having played it so often. You are missing out on a lot of the upgrades you can get. But I think the cells... It's just like I'm i am trying to get further along in the game at this point. So I'm mainlining or skipping some of the beginning stuff to get to the parts that I'm I need to practice on so I'm getting to I don't even remember what's the name of the um the clock tower and the uh, other level the the sepulchre um, forgotten sepulchre or something was, like that yeah Sepulchre. yeah like those two levels I have issues with so I'm trying to speed through the front half get the little cell bonus from being able to open those doors and um uh, it, it, the payoff is worth it for me because I like I just want to like keep practicing those levels and I, you have to play like three or four levels before you can get to them so the faster I can get to those levels to the practice them the better for me at this point and even like uh, I've gotten it so I think every level after Promenade has one of those time doors with the cell bonus and I've had runs where I've gotten that bonus, gotten the bonus on the next level, maybe didn't get the bonus after beating the boss, but then got the bonus after that on, like, not even trying to. So, like, I've definitely had runs where I've gotten the bonus on three of the four levels that you can, and it makes a huge difference in the amount of cells that you have. So you were complaining about only getting ten cells, Trevor? Like... Those things by themselves, like that first one, it has between, I want to say, 10 and 14 cells. And then, like, some of the back half ones have, like, 24 or 30-plus. So, like, it it makes a big difference in the amount of cells you can have. And especially because you can open it super early in the level, you can open it and then just play the rest of the level out and get another 20-plus cells. So you can have 50 cells going into the upgrade part and you can, you can unlock a lot of stuff doing that way. Well, see, there's
2: a, there's kind of the trade off though, where that's why I like getting the first one because I get that 10 instantly. Mm -hmm. But then if I was to actually try to explore like stage two or whatever, I'm not going to have enough time to get to the next time door. So that's why I, I kind of go for the first one. And then after that, I just kind of explore, which I mean, it's longer just because my runs take longer but I was also trying to get as far as possible so
0: yeah and like like you said there is the trade off so like for me I'm just trying to get the reps in on those levels that I'm not really good at and I don't really expect to get to the the boss and beat it but I really just want to practice on those levels that I'm I'm, I'm bad at and I I it, it, after a certain point it's like playing those first couple of levels they're not really challenging or really fun i don't know i mean they're okay you can like run through them but like i just don't want to have to deal with them so i do try to speed run through it and hey don't get me wrong like it it really like it's dependent on the 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 items i have in the beginning of the game too because if i have some trash ass items then like i will probably I will probably like switch out or no I will probably speed run. I'm more prone to speed run when I have trash items cuz I'm just like oh well I don't really want to focus on specking these items cuz I don't really want to keep these things. So let me just get as far along as I can and like get to the end. But if I have items that I'm really feeling in the beginning then I'm more like, okay, cool, I, I do want to use these things and see how far I can get with these things, so let me make sure I, I upgrade these and all that as well. So it just depends for me how I'm feeling. And also, too, like, I don't know, like, this is the one of those types of games where it's like, oh, you can you can play in my mind, you can play a run and then go to, you know, play a run and then go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not one of those games that you're going to sit down and play like Eight hours. Well, for me, it's not a game that...
2: Bro, like, <laughs> when I when I listened to Dan Reichert on the Bombcast, or on Beastcast, talking about how, oh, I would just be, like, oh, let me just sit down for one run, and then it'd be six o'clock in the morning or whatever. That was me. I just, I got entrapped in, like, it doesn't feel like you're spending that much time in the game, but you are. I, and time I, yeah. just tends to yes. go away. Yes.
0: I'm not, I'm not that denying that. It's a problem that. and I can't stop it. I'm not denying that. Like, I, I'm saying this isn't one of those types of games that I'm going to sit down and play like eight hours. I think I've played maybe three hours, but like not eight. But I do think this is also one of those games, especially once you kind of get out of it out of your system. Like, I'm not at that point yet, but... I think this could be one of those games where you just like oh I'm going to you know play play a run of dead cells and go to sleep and like that should be fine cuz like a run could take what 20 minutes it could take an hour like it just depends on how good you are at it so like for me if I'm if I'm focusing and playing a run it probably takes me about 45 minutes to an hour to do a single run so like I'm like it's 9:30 and I'm like okay I want to Maybe play a run. I'll be done at 10.30, and then I can go to sleep, you know? And that's kind of how I've been playing it recently. It was like, oh, if it's kind of late, I'm only going to do one run, so this is going to be one of those runs where I actually try. So let me go ahead and... Or, you know, one of these runs where I'm, like, grinding out the dungeon and trying to upgrade my weapons and all that. So let me focus on this and let me try to get everything that I unlocked and all these upgrades that I can because I want to go... To this final boss, armed, <laughs> armed to the teeth. I want to take this boss out. So,
2: oh boy, that oh. We'll, we'll we'll probably get into that second episode. But yeah. there, there there is a skill jump between boss two and boss three. That's kind of unprecedented.
0: Yeah, I, I uh like I like I said, I only got to the second boss once, and I didn't necessarily have like weapons that I would normally use. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was, like, a unique playthrough where it was, like, two of these things alike, but these other two things, they're just the best that I found, you know? So, like, my things didn't necessarily all go together, but I was able to get him down, like, 20 to down to 20% life left on my first time fighting him, and I felt pretty proud about that. I didn't expect to go and beat him. So, I don't know. I, uh... I think this game is dope. Ugh.
2: I think you beat the first boss faster than I did.
0: Probably, yeah, I've only yeah, I only only lost on the first boss one time and I didn't even realize it was a boss the first time I played it. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. Dang. This 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 this
2: I feel like that's how I felt about the second boss. Yeah, I was like, like, man, like...
0: this guy only hit me once. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting jacked up by that grapple hook. <laughs> Freeze that dude. <laughs> must be nice. Uh, you got anything else Trevor? Um
1: I don't know. I'm I'm kind of conflicted on this game. On one hand, I'm enjoying it. I like the gameplay of it. But the aspect I really that really keeps me from enjoying it is having to start over. And I know that's a part of the genre. I know it's a part of the game. But um I don't know, I feel like whenever I get far enough in the game, <clears throat> I get weapons that I'm not familiar with, and they're usually better than what I have, and I haven't gotten to a point where I can kind of strategize and and put together weapons that have good synergy. So it's, I don't know, by the time I do get really good weapons or really, really good gear, um, I end up dying.
0: Okay, um, so, I think it's like a double-edged sword, it's like, on one hand, getting new weapons means you're more unfamiliar with the weapons, because there's more things that, you know, more things you have access to, and so you haven't used everything, but on the other hand, I feel like it opens up some of the potential, like, setups that you can have too, so... I get that because I've definitely, like, I've had some runs where it was like, oh, this weapon, I haven't used it yet. I just got it. But it seemed like, yeah, so the, the run that I was, I got to the second boss, um, I ended up, had unlocked the oil blade my run before. So I found an upgraded version of it in this run. So I was like, cool, let me go ahead and get this because I have something that sets enemies on fire. So we're about to, we're about to you know, put in some work. And I didn't realize that. um, I think it was. The way something is worded means something. Because there are some things that are worded that, like, oh, like, this causes something on hit versus this causes something when you have a victim. So I misread something on one of the items I had. So I was thinking, like, oh, this oil blade with this is going to be a super sick combination. And oh, this this blade ended up not even... It only... That status effect only applied once you killed the enemy. And I'm playing a single boss, so I didn't get the whole benefit of why I chose this weapon. And that kind of screwed me over, because if I had kept the item that I had instead of this one, I would have done maybe a little less damage, but it had better synergy with everything, because of, like I I had been using that up to that run.
2: The one that gets me is um, plus 100 damage, plus 100% damage taken. <laughs> you guys run into... Oh, man. Like, you feel good because you're like, oh, man, this has such an OP power. You're looking at the little power chart, and it's like, oh, well, this weapon does, like, 2,000 damage. And then you get hit twice, and you're, like, at 10%. You're like, what the heck?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and that was me, like, that forgot Sepulcher. So, like, we... The cool thing about this game, too, and I don't know if we've really touched on this, is that the environments are so vastly different. So there are some environments, like, where they actually, like, a lot of this is just side-scrolling, just going left to right on, like, there's, like, exploring in a sense because you are um, going down a hole and, you know, that's... Jutting off into different branches and paths down there underground, but to for the most part to advance forward, you need to stay above ground and just go forward. And there are some levels that are like completely vertical, or yeah, vertical, so you have to climb up and they're like you're climbing up towers and, and things like that. And I do like that there is a uh, you're like, even though I'm saying, yeah, like it's boring to run through the first couple of levels they all have their unique feel and like how you have to traverse the area and i think that makes it really interesting for like the different weapons that you can get and i think that helps out with um cuz i mean if you're just running side to side jumping on some platforms like for eight levels it really doesn't matter what the background is but um I I really don't know, Uh, am I doing a good enough job explaining that? (laughs) Does that make sense?
2: Uh, Well, so one thing I do want to say, like, real quick, is, yeah, we've said the first couple levels aren't super, super engaging, but these are literally, like, if you're speed running, you get through it in two minutes easily. Yeah, yeah. And same thing for the second level, so that was just something I...
0: And this is me after 20 hours. Yeah. So I definitely did not feel that way at 10 hours. It's almost
2: like the preparation phase of sorts. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was like, and I think even what type of gear can I get and if what's this shaping up to be. If I hadn't
0: played 20 hours in 2 weeks and that was like 20 hours spread out like or like say you know I, I haven't I stopped playing this game and then I picked the game back up in 3 months. Like, I won't feel the same way I feel right now. You know, I think it's just because I've played so much in such a condensed amount of time is the reason why I feel that way. That's no disrespect or to, you know, like, boo boo on the first couple levels because I still think they're good levels. It's just that, oh, I've played this game for 20 hours in a week and a half, two weeks, so I'm getting a little bit tired. Like, every playthrough I'm seeing these first couple levels. And,. At first, they were challenges, and now they're not challenges. But I still have to go through them. And that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have, like, your preferred, like, items or, like, play style that you have at this point? Or, I mean, obviously, you get what you can, Yeah, you know. So,
2: I will say this is something I wanted to talk to Trevor about a little bit. When he said, um he was kind of afraid to pick up new weapons even though they were like statistically better and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so one cool thing about this game is when you pick up an item you physically drop the other item that you had equipped right in that spot so if I was unsure whether I'd like something or not I'd pick it up I'd mess around with it for a little bit then do that assessment well is the damage boost worth this playstyle change that I'm going to have to adjust to does this, you know, is this going to synergize if if it is, I keep it. If not, I pick up the other weapon and then sell the weapon that I, you know, the the new loot or whatever you want to call it. So that was kind of my process and I was very particular about my um arsenal at all times. There was a lot of stuff in this game that I didn't like to um Use so I tried to avoid it as much as possible. So, up until the very end, I never used a bow, I pretty much never used a shield. I didn't like the claymore or any like two handed weapons. So, anytime I got any of that stuff, I just even if it was like two times the amount of damage as the weapon I currently had, I wouldn't actually
1: use it.
0: Okay, did you have like your preferred things, Trevor?
1: Um, so I actually enjoyed using the whip and that was mostly because of how the, um, the scrolls that increase your, um, uh, what are they called? The three different, um, the stats. Yeah. Um, I would try to put everything into purple or at least initially. And then I would try to find like some, um, they're like crossbows, the crossbow turrets.
2: Oh yeah, the, the sinews.
1: I would try to use those and um, because and I noticed the whip, like it uses the red and purple at the same time but depending on which one you have um, more um, more stat increases on, um, I guess that's the one that it kind of favors. Um, so I didn't, you know, that was one thing I liked about having the whip is because it kind of it kind of used both red and purple, and so it didn't matter which one you um you specced into. Um, other than that, I found some item, and I don't remember what it was, but it allowed me to leave like a, a trail of fire every time I rolled.
2: Yeah, that's one of the perks that you can get on oh, some weapons. Oh,
1: okay.
2: There's a couple things that can happen on a roll, like you can throw a dagger, you can throw a bomb.
1: Yeah, I found a couple of items where you could throw, like, a bomb, but one of the reasons why I liked the whip was because, I don't know, I just played better whenever I could keep a good range on enemies.
0: You get that crossbow game up.
1: <laughs> I, I couldn't get into using the bow. Like, I don't know why, but the bow, I don't know if it was just because of the controls having it on B. You can um, flip.
0: You can flip it to the other... I are... In the pause menu. Yeah.
1: Okay. I may have to try that. Yeah, cause... if you if
0: you hit pause, you can um flip it to the... Like, so, you know, like... I guess you're playing on Xbox One? Yeah. Okay, so, like, for PlayStation 4, the primary weapons are square and triangle, and then the traps are X and O, and you can just pause it, and you can flip-flop them. So I did that for... It just depends on what my items are, so I'm I'm constantly going in there and switching things around, because typically, like, if I'm playing primary, like, range, like, playthrough, then I'm going to have that on square, but if I'm having, if I've been playing with a sword and I pick up a bow and I want to use it, I usually just put it on triangle, so, like, I usually, like, my primary, quote-unquote primary weapon, or the main thing that I use is typically on square. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think I said B earlier, but I meant Y. Okay. Because I think that was where I equipped the um, the bows, like, at the beginning of the level.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like the... I do like the shields, but I haven't gotten good enough to use them later in the game. I'm not good enough at parsing out the attack patterns of the later enemies, because they have... I, I need to get to them more often in order to see it more often. Um, but I do like the... I typically opt to get the shield stuff, just, or, like, the, the green items just because I like the green mutations because they mostly have to do with survivability, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, so it's more about revi- getting you life back and making sure that uh you stay alive. And so I that's my play style. And then I do like the crossbows because I can stay at a range. So I typically, I kind of go for things that, um I, I typically go for shields and crossbows and um, the types of traps, either ice grenades or the, and the wolf, uh, I guess you could say wolf traps, the ones that like are basically bear traps that lock people down into place. I typically go for that so I can like stay stay at a range from them and just keep pegging them with crossbows or whatever range thing I have. I have been switching it up a lot recently and been trying to go swords just to like experiment with that swords and throwing knives and stuff like that. Um, and I've had more success with those than I have with crossbows, but, um, I, I still prefer crossbows still. Um, it just, it just really depends because, like, the earlier crossbows kind of suck. So, crossbow and shield, I'm not really getting that much DPS out. So, typically, I've been trying to split the difference to go crossbow and, um, and sword. And then, so that way I have something if they get up on me. And then, I also have something to keep them, you know, do a bunch of damage while they're coming at me.
1: I did manage to find one gold shield at one point.
0: Mm-hmm. Gold shield.
1: And, um, I, that was the only time I ever used a shield. And, <laughs> <laughs> cause I thought it was worth it, you know? Yeah. But, um, for me, it only helped like with enemies that threw projectiles at you. Yeah, that,
0: that's my issue right now is the either the enemies, the, the first batches of enemies, I'm, I'm pretty good at parrying. And like, this is, This is the the issue that I'm having. So, like, with the shield, if you block an eye attack, you take 75% of the damage instead of... I think it's 75% of the damage instead of 100%. But if you time it and you parry it, so you you block right before you get hit, then, depending on your shield, um, different things happen. So, if it's a projectile thing, you reflect it back at the enemy. If it's a... um, physical attack enemy that it, it stuns them but then there's also shields so I have a blood shield that if I uh, parry perfect time it then it does like a a orb around like the area that I'm in and anything in that area starts bleeding and taking like it gets that that bleed effect put placed on it and I have to think that that is not the only shield that has a status effect like that um that style um i do have one that uh there's a um uh see
2: the thing is though, like i feel like there's so many weapons that can also do that it's hard for me to justify but i mean it's different yeah yeah everybody like style. i have yeah. a i have
0: a shield that lunges so you can lunge and so you can use that to bash enemies and i really like that one um cuz it does damage and like it's a shield yeah. as well and then there's also um, a shield that when you block stuff, it drops gold. And so you can pick up more gold with that shield. Um, and then there's a shield that I had that uh, it... And there's a mutation that um, when you reflect something, the enemy takes all the damage. And then there's a mutation that when you perfect parry, the, um, the enemy takes like plus blah 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 percent damage or something like that. So... I can imagine that those two would be like a super easy way to take out some of the enemies in this game. And they're like, they're definitely like projectile enemies later in the game. But there's often the the enemies I have trouble with later on in the game are the enemies that have like maybe three different attack patterns. And it's me trying to basically identify and distinguish between the three. And then they also not necessarily always have like a single just attack once they may have like three quick attacks in succession and that's the thing that throws me off with the shield so it's 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 harder i think it is possible and i I do want to try to have like a a run where I, i get a shield and i stick with it for the entirety of the run but i just have to work on my parrying more and then there's even like mutations too where every time you parry you get life back and so like that that is another incentive so i don't know i I just really like the green mutations, the survivability ones. those are my favorites, and I'm just looking for an excuse to, to try to use all of them. <sighs> do we have any do we have anything else that we need to discuss about dead cells? I think we I think we've covered a good amount I
2: think we've kind of looked over or glossed over the level design itself mm-hmm. a little bit where like okay everything's randomized but they're also in lieu of it being a metroidvania a lot of traps and perils that can befall you aside from just your typical enemies so they're like spiked pits they're um i guess structures that you can kind of crush and get to like hidden areas they're cursed chests that when you open those you have to kill ten enemies and if any enemy touches you or does damage to you before you kill the ten you instantly die. Um, I'm trying to think about what else other like level gimmicks there are.
0: Uh, like pits you can fall into. I don't know if you said that. Um, yeah, there are definitely a lot of pits. There are uh, sometimes you can open a chest and in the chest like it's not a cursed chest, it's a normal chest but it's full with, filled with enemies. Um, there's there's also like random elite enemies that are sometimes on a level. Where instead of fighting like a normal version of an enemy, you fight like a powered up version of an enemy that can summon lesser enemies to attack with to attack you. And, um, so there's that. They have much better drops
2: as well. Yeah,
0: there's there's flying enemies as well that, like, attack you at angles that you, normal enemies don't necessarily attack you at. So, like, for the most part, your weapons kind of just go horizontally. Um, but there are some enemies that you, they're coming from, like, up above you. So, like, it sometimes you have to either rely on, like, the homing ability of, like, the whip or throwing knives, or you just have to, like, jump and time your attack to hit them while they're flying at the the, the angle at you. I don't know. I, I've had some silly damage taken because I didn't have a weapon that I could you know, hit the flying bats at.
2: Yeah, that can definitely... Or be
0: enemies bad. that explode into, um more like smaller enemies or enemies that just spawn out of the ground while you're running so there there's there are some things and then even um, like that the level that I had been having issues with the Forgotten Sepulcher that level is completely different than any other level and I died to the level four times before I realized what was happening but there's a light mechanic in that level so there are orbs that are just like Strewn about throughout the level, and when you are in the darkness of the level, um, it, you you start you, damage. you start to take damage, and so you need to basically run from lantern to lantern to make sure that you're always in the light. And the first couple of times I play that level, I, I just go in and I start exploring, and you can still see what you're doing, but the the the, the game does this weird like effect around the outer edges of the the level and like i didn't realize that it was i was taking damage until it was too late because it starts off taking like a couple damage a second or something like that but then it it just i think i ended up dying like within 10 seconds eight seconds or something like that and i had about like it escalates really quick yeah 2k of over 2k of life and i lost all of it in like less than 10 seconds And the first couple of levels, or excuse me, the first couple of runs on that level, I'm like, yo, what am I dying from? Because, like, that was an hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour in. And I, I die, and I'm like, there was no enemies around me. What's going on? And... I, Did
2: you not talk to like
0: the giraffe lady? I talked to the giraffe what? person but I didn't re- I didn't understand or I didn't realize that was going on and then it was a while before I got back to that, so I had forgotten about what she said.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. I guess since I've played a lot of Souls games, they normally have some NPC at the beginning of a lot of areas similar to that where I was kinda of tuned, I was like, There's something there's something odd about this. It's really dark and they're offering this bomb that doesn't seem that special but it costs a lot so let me let me figure out what this is about yeah so and fortunately i threw the first bomb before i completely died
0: yeah so i was just like holy crap like and now i figured it out and <laughs> i even read like briefly i was like so about this level and i looked it up because i was frustrated from dying then i read like oh this is what you do and then there was a strategy that people employed to do it so the next time i play that level they were like basically just bypass enemies and go from lantern to lantern and i was like cool i'm getting the hang of it well i think the next spot i need to go is down here so then i start going down there and then there's enemies and i'm like okay, let me bypass and bypass and I'm going to keep running. And I'm like, holy crap, there's no lanterns down here. And then I ended up dying because (laughs) I was like, and I was just like, God dang. So the the one time that I've gotten past that part, I guess you could say that, you know, uh, level or I don't even know what you want to say. Like it's the level before boss two. I didn't actually play that level. I played the clock tower instead. So, like, uh, there's branching paths as well in this game, not only on the levels, but then what level you play afterwards. So, it's something like you start on the first level, and it's always the same level. It's always the prison quarters. And then from there, you can branch off into two different levels, uh, toxic. And they're always the same two Yeah, yeah, they're levels. always the same yes. two. So, it's either the Promenade of the Damned or whatever, and toxic quarters, or sewers. So, you get to choose one of those two. And then from there you play. I think it's O O S
2: O S U R I. The Osuri. or some and other
0: level, and insufferable crypt. Yeah, or oh, the the gallows too. Yeah, hmm. yeah. But anyways, the 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 format is prison quarters, two levels, boss one on the black bridge. It's always the black bridge. Then you play after the Black Bridge. I forgot the name of the level. And you then you play two levels after that. Then you play boss three. Or, excuse me, boss two. So it's three levels, boss, three levels, boss. So. And yeah, every level
2: um, has its own gimmick. That's another thing I kind of want to iterate. Aside from the first level, first level's pretty straightforward. But, like, second level, there are vines you can climb up on well, one of the second levels. The other one's a toxic sore, and you're just trying to get through all of these like passages that will poison you. You go to the, um, let's see, is it the... No, Stilt Village is the one where you have to collect the keys to open up doors, and you have to go through these like teleporter doors to um, get to these various areas of the area. And just each level has its own gimmick. Like one they haven't reached that I've gotten to. You pretty much have to run through the level twice. And like without saying too much, you activate something and it causes things in the level to activate. So that was a really interesting thing to see happen. And they just kind of, they have this variety to the design that makes it always very interesting, fresh. And even if you've seen it a couple times, it doesn't necessarily get old type of feel to it
0: yeah i'm i'm just looking forward to playing a lot more of this game i'm trying to convince my brother i'm about to go out of town and i'm gonna try to convince my brother to buy it on his switch so that way i can air quotes show him this game (laughs) but really i just want to have an excuse to be able to play it while i'm away from home so hopefully i can convince him uh Do we got anything else that I feel like this is like a good like what is this game about and then like I think the next episode will just be like yo tell us your best run what happened (laughs) when I was when I was
1: gone did y'all talk about like the art style of the game
2: we have not do you want to go into it
1: um I mean I don't know too much about like the background of it but I know it has like a an updated pixel art style. Um like. It's like an animation. HD
2: sixteen bit like you can see the blocks on most enemies. And it's also pseudo 3D esque in that regard.
1: But I I really like the promotional art for this game. Mm. Like it, it looks pretty good. Um I don't know if I'm in love with the the color choices i guess are throwing me off really like what i colors? like the animation <laughs> i was <laughs> like it's like like the actual game exactly like it's it's almost too vibrant
0: you don't vibrant
1: i don't know it's it's very I'm,
0: i don't want to play the like, no brown games no no okay so no like, when,
1: <laughs> like <laughs> when you when you look at um like the dead cells cover art like that color palette is what I assume this game would would take place in, but I guess depending on what level you're on, it kind of takes on a different feel, and every level seems more like like a different color of vomit.
2: Oh, uh, vomit! Man, I I kind
1: of I don't know. Man. I'm gonna keep playing it. I, see if it kind of grows on me? Can I tell you but... something? <laughs>
0: What's up? The, the, looking at the um, cover art, I guess you could say, it, it looks exactly the same colors as Transistor.
1: Maybe that's why.
0: But, like, uh, I think Transistor oh. had the same black like, colors in it, though, too.
1: You're talking about in, like, the gameplay? In the game, what... yeah. Like This I... one uses, like, very bright greens and bright pinks. It's... Bro,
2: I'm looking at the transistor cover right now, and it's a lot of bright green. And red. And like that same <laughs> sunset orange that they're
0: using. Don't they look very similar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not saying you're wrong or whatever, Trevor. I do think that it the earlier uh, levels this wrong. are The a
1: little bit more saturated.
0: The, the earlier levels are a little bit more dark. Uh, little bit more dark um but i will say like the um i mean you're dungeon crawling you know yeah but like the um the clock what is it the uh i'm trying to clock think of i'm trying to think of the levels um i
2: got a i got a
0: flow chart for you
2: here you go don't accidentally click out of tricast <laughs>
0: I'm trying to think I think the clock tower is like lighter um the ossuary or whatever is like more red saturated I guess you could say There's a lot of neon colors in this game I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and say this game is bright it is definitely a dark game, but I think it fits well, the aesthetic. I think it's well defined. It's very well contrasted. Yeah, I think the. Because, I mean, like, we're talking like the enemies shoot, like, yellow orbs, and grenades or The grenades that the enemies drop are, like, purple orbs. So I, there's definitely brightness. I think it. Like, Dante said this the, the, the contrast. I think the things that you need to be seeing are the attacks. And then the attack tells and they
2: do a really good job of making sure you see every attack it's never like what did I get hit by
0: unless it's the level you know? <laughs> yeah if, <laughs> if it's
2: pure darkness, then yeah
0: but I, and... I know,
1: maybe it's just the prison area maybe I've seen in the sewers, maybe I've just seen too much of those areas
0: I mean, like don't get me wrong I, I i you're not wrong. the levels are dark, and it's not as bright as the cover art shows, but I'm I mean I'm you're not saying it's false advertisement. It kind of feels like you're saying that though.
1: <laughs> no. no, I'm I'm saying I really like the cover art and promotional art for this game. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what I expected to be playing. Okay, okay. I know it's is you know, they're not gonna employ that same, you know, art style to their animation. Um but just I don't know, going and and I think it also had to do with, like, I don't know, the name, Dead Cells. And I had never watched any of the trailers before playing this game. I had assumed it was going to be a little bit more sci-fi. Mm. And and that, that part kind of let me down.
0: Yeah, I so I'd heard a bunch of podcasts talk about this game. But I didn't watch any gameplay footage. And I still, like what I thought this game was going to be versus what I actually got was completely different things. Um, and I'm, is it fair to say this was the game you were dreading most? No, I, he knew about the fact evil that within.
2: I kind of described it as a dark, dark souls esque.
0: If I'm being honest, probably the game I was dreading most was the evil within that's an exception (laughs) (laughs) then yeah when you say dark souls s then yes i i was dreading this because i was just like i that game style is not for me and i think also too because i had not but what if it is it might be but i just i don't know like to be honest i think this is a good uh intro into that, because it's 2D, and I can kind of wrap my head around it a little bit better, and Mm -hmm. I think I could like the Dark Souls, Dead, Dead, what, Dark Souls, and, what's the other game, Dark Souls, Demon's Souls, yeah, I was gonna say, I kept trying to think of, is it Dead, Dead Souls, no, (laughs) but, um, I think I could get into them a single one but I just don't know if like I would have interest in going like playing all four or how many ever there are in that franchise now I think I would mm-hmm. probably just like this is the one I like
2: yeah I think it's a very good baseline because attacks are pretty simplistic like you're not worrying about three dimensions you're only worrying about two
0: mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to wrap I my, think head, my head around like 2D animations As far as like invincibility Mm -hmm. and timing and things like that, you don't have to worry about a camera angle or like, like, because I hear that could be a thing in some of those games. Um, The the one thing I will say too is uh, if you had said something like this game is similar to Rogue Legacy, I may have still kind of dreaded a little bit because like I think Rogue Legacy is a good game and I have it. But I am very, very, very bad at that game. And I think that is more close... That game is pretty close to what this game is. But for some reason, this game clicked for me in a way that Rogue Legacy never did. And I'm interested to maybe go back to Rogue Legacy at some point to see if, like, does it click with me now? Because I've probably put three to five hours in that game and I never beat a single... Uh, the first stage and, and I, I feel like, th- like that game is like even like less of the upgrade aspect
2: oh yeah it's gonna feel like easy mode well I feel like that game at least that's the impression
0: less of the upgrade aspect that this game has between runs so there's like for me in this game there's more of a hook to keep playing because there's like mm-hmm. a lot more upgrades that you can visibly see that you're working towards where I did not feel that way in Rogue Legacy. So I just... I, I did feel like I was beating my head against the wall more so with that game. And I actually... I, I thought of the level as Ramparts. If you Google Ramparts, Trevor, that, that's a pretty bright stage. And that's... Oh, yeah. That was the last one he got to. Yeah, that's the farthest I've gotten. Okay. I've never got to the Insufferable Crypt.
2: It's kind of tricky. It's... um. Or the Ancient Sewers. You have to get a couple... Items before you get there.
0: Okay, I've never even got to the ancient sewers either, so that's probably why. This is tight, man. I didn't know about this. I'm gonna love <laughs> it.
1: I think you get to the the sewers after you unlock that, um, that what you call it, the little thing that you're supposed to tickle.
2: The teleport. See, when I described that to him earlier before the podcast started, he's like, "What are you talking about? You got to rub something." I'm like, "Yeah, man. Before you can actually teleport, you can just rub on it, and it gives off like electricity or whatever." So,
0: I have seen that. Oh I just didn't no, know not what those.
1: The ones, the ones you climb. Oh, the vines. Yeah,
2: yeah. I did. I think see... you need more than just the. V- I might be wrong. I though. did see the That little... was how I
1: was able to get to the sewers
2: but there's two sources there's toxic and ancient. Oh, which you need the vine
1: okay yeah i used the, yeah. the i went to the toxic sewers the
2: ancient one you need the belliers rune which it's not the teleportation one i'm trying to think about what belliers rune does.
1: yeah man i was it's the like, it's the Ram one
2: that you destroy the ground oh yep that's what you need
1: before i unlocked those i was literally just sitting there tickling those you know those things on the ground could like you, what am i supposed know? to be doing here <laughs>
2: And that's kind of the thing I like about this game that's also similar to Dark Souls. You get items and you interact with stuff that you don't know what it does, but then at some point it's like, oh, okay, now I can actually interact with this, and wow, it opens up an entirely new level.
0: Yeah,
1: it's crazy. Is that the Metroidvania part of it? Yes. It ain't no guacamelee, though.
0: (laughs) What is, Trevor? What is? (laughs) What (laughs) is? You guys got anything else?
2: I think we're good now.
0: Cool. Um, you got any questions, Dante? We try to keep so, it short. It's shortish. Yeah. This is probably the short... Uh, I don't want to say short. I, I was episode, trying to it end it like 20 minutes. Shorts in 2018. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, man, we could but, maybe end this 20 minutes ago. But, you know,
2: it's all good. It's good. Um, so the only thing I could think of, and I was coming up with a question as we were talking... If your house were to burn down right now, what is the item that you'd want to be able to carry with you to the next house?
1: The fridge. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I say that because, Dante, I don't know if this affected you recently because you're, like, right down the road. But um, somebody ran into a, um, a power line.
2: Was that why my clocks were all reset when I came home yesterday?
1: Um sure. well this happened two nights ago. Hm. I think Tuesday. That was when
2: my fire yeah. alarm or my smoke detector started going off for no reason whatsoever. Yeah.
1: The power went out all down the down the road. But um hmm. but yeah, we were we didn't know how long the power was gonna be out so we literally had to pack up everything that was in the fridge and, and move it. Um and we spent the night at um the family's place.
2: No, I definitely didn't have that bad of a situation because I don't handle cold weather very well and if the power was out, I don't know what I would have yeah, done. Yeah,
1: that was why we left because we, we weren't sitting here in the cold. No.
0: <laughs> I don't really... I don't know. I would say... I guess a bed. My bed. Because... I don't know. Like, there's not really any item that I, like, I can replace it or whatever. It's like not that big of a deal, but having slept on air mattresses like i don't necessarily want to go back it was very it was night and day <laughs> I was sleep, you know sleep i slept like eight months on the air mattress one time and then i got a bed and i had the best sleep i ever had in my life <laughs> and i you know felt like i slept 20 hours when i'd only slept like seven so Kinda not your sleep number <laughs> so um yeah i would say the bed like, as long as I got I mean, you know, a bit then I'm good to go.
2: Huh. So I'm going back and forth on this. Cause I was gonna save like my game collection, but that's kind of cheating, I feel like, since that's multiple items. Uh I guess if I had to save one thing. It'd probably be my copy of Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not the whole collection. Just one game.
2: I, well, if I if I can't... If I could bring the whole collection, sure. But if I could only take literally one item just as a memento of my past. Forget all the family photos and stuff that I don't have. <laughs> oh.
1: Nothing to play it on. Just the game.
2: Hey, man. That's all that matters to me at this point. It's the memory.
0: <laughs> I can't believe this dude said Final Fantasy 7 And didn't even say, like, <laughs> freaking... You can't you could have brought like your 3ds <laughs> you could
2: have... no, I mean oh, that stuff can be replaced it, the Final Fantasy 7 has a sentimental value that none of my other games do
0: but then you could have brought your, your laptop and have that game emulated you know
1: not the Final Fantasy it, 7 save it's,
0: it's not about <laughs> the
2: contents of the disc it is about what it meant to me as
0: so disc. is it like your original copy or is it the copy you bought like last year It's my original. Okay, I'm not knocking if it was the one you bought last year. I
2: it'd be like you know how you feel, or at least you know you used to feel about Nikes and stuff like that. Sure, sure. You know, and if I'm being realistic now that I'm thinking about it, I probably it's a really like toss up between that and my PC. That's because that's what I was thinking for
0: you. Because I was like, well, I was thinking like if I had my Mac, then I could definitely at least work and like but then I was like oh well I would need like a power outlet and like,
2: <laughs> well I mean wherever you go is gonna have a power outlet man
0: not if the power's out <laughs>
2: well that, you're going to a new house that was the whole your current house burns down you go to a new not one not if I went to Trevor's Which... house
0: when the car crashed into the trans. <laughs> you know what you're right <laughs> oh. you could set up a bed in any house <laughs>
2: I don't know. See, if I had like a beloved family photo, that
0: would have been the thing. But I don't. So, hey man, I, I ain't, I ain't hating. It, it, it's it's your item, I, you know. So, wouldn't be me though. <laughs>
2: you guys playing games, and I'm just here looking at my copy.
1: <laughs> I'm just sitting there with my fridge. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like me and Trevor, you know, the as necessity, Like, I you need sleep and you need food. Dante's like, you need Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs>
2: Everything else is replaceable. <laughs>
0: I can find new food. I can I find just think of the man. little Jimmy skit, and he's like, "But I got this Final Fantasy six, six, Seven copy. <laughs> my my Final Fantasy six, Seven copy will keep me warm at night. <laughs> I can count on the change in your, in the way your I wallet really fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh boy. Um. Well, it's good content. Good content. Uh. I guess you guys got anything else? Hmm. All right, well, um.
2: I guess where can we find everybody? Oh, yeah, I forgot since you Grace were probably about here. to get to that, but. Yeah, so,
0: uh, where can people find you at, Trevor?
1: You can find me on Xbox Live or PlayStation Network at Lyric Unsung or on Twitter at Lyric Unsung.
0: And, and where can people find you at, Dante? They can find
2: me at twitch.tv/awakencloud. I think I'm gonna go start Celeste tonight. Well, it's either Celeste or Red Dead. Red Dead kind of upset me. I say you start Red Dead. I mean, I've started Red Dead. I'm not streaming that game because it's gonna take forever. Uh, well. But I might stream a little bit of it. You know, just it's like, man, like I want stuff.
0: you to. I mean, how how close are you to your your 2018 goal?
2: Oh, I've already passed it. Okay. Is it Those just mostly games? for
0: the game of the year stuff now? Yes. Okay. So, because I was like, man, I don't want Dante to play all these games that may potentially be on list for next year, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I know that you also want to do, like, your own personal top 10 thing, so you also want to be exposed to as much yeah. of 2018 games as you can be. Don't worry. I- I've kept
2: a couple... 2018 games. There's one aside. that I think
0: you have and it if it, it's be it's going to be on my list for next next time we do one. So, do you just want to go ahead and say it? <laughs> Cuz now I'm super What curious. what have you put aside? And I'll tell you if it's one of those.
2: All right. Um so I recently got informed about a game called 428 Shibuya Scramble, which is like a It's made by the same guys that did Don Gun Rumpa and it is like a detective live action F M V anime? No, it's not it's live action and it's um it's freaking subtitled like Yakuza and stuff like that. And I played about the first thirty minutes the other night, and I'm like, nah, this this needs to go on the list somewhere. Okay. And there's one more game, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Maybe Hitman 2.
0: It's neither of those two games.
2: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you got me.
0: I don't want to say. We we've talked about All it. Right. Like we we've when we were trying to figure out a game to play for our bonus episode, we we talked about it.
2: Man, now see now you're making me think backwards. Did it come out? La- this this year, year, this year. Um, okay, you're gonna give me three guesses. This is gonna be a bit. It's not. uh man, I am drawing a blank. I think you win this round, good sir. Yes. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah. Sleep on it. I'm not.
2: All right, I'll, I'll sleep on it.
0: Um, but yeah. Uh, so you're.
2: But yeah, let me. Word of warning, if if your Xbox tells you to update something and you cancel the update, it might just install all 85 gigabytes of it. Okay. And that's why I don't care to play Red Dead right now, because I'm still upset even though I've reinstalled it all. Dang. That sucks. Dude, it sucked, man. When you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to just sit down, play this game, get kind of engrossed in the world, and it's like, oh, well... Not until we install all 85 gigabytes of this thing.
0: Good thing you're not a... What do they call it? Capped, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's installing from the disk, but that still takes about an hour and a half with Red Dead, so... Just leave it
0: on in the background while you're running. I was playing Smash. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, And you guys can find me at potato salad on Twitter. And... Potato Salad on... Wow, I was about to say Twitch. Potato Salad on Steam. Uh, I finished Hotline Miami 2. I'm probably going to... I don't know if I'm going to put 20 more hours into this game. I may. But uh, I may be trying to do my best to try to tackle some of my backlog and maybe play a game. But I don't know what yet. I might I probably be playing Rogue Legacy. I probably will mess with that before the year is up just to have some more knowledge on the genre and something to compare our dead cells to better for the next episode. So I might do some,
2: I also want to go out of my way to congratulate this man. He made good on some of his earlier year claims yeah. and finished hotline Miami two. And did you finish something else?
0: No. Thanks for reminding me. I should, I will play that game instead. <laughs> It was um. <laughs> oh, it was uh. Bioshock and Ace Attorney. <laughs> yeah. So I said, "Of well, I don't think I included Ace Attorney, but I said I'm gonna beat two games that I've been needing to beat for a long time, and I believe it was uh, the games were Bioshock, the first one, uh, Hotline Miami two, and I think it was Grand Theft Auto five, and." I'm halfway there. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Forget Rogue Legacy. I will play some Bioshock. I what I got? I got eighteen days, seventeen days. Let's
2: do this. Bioshock's only about you know like a ten hour experience,
0: 10-12. Yeah. Well, I started since
1: we're keeping each other accountable. Dante, I'm finally gonna finish uh, God of War that I've been holding hostage from you
2: since like. June, <laughs> it's, it's good. You won't
0: ever get to see uh, your boy again. <laughs> All right, I appreciate let's, that. Let's let's knock this out. Let's wrap this up. We we talked about it. we were patting ourselves on the back for making this a short episode, and here we are. Um, well, nothing else to say about dead cells this time. Hopefully, next time we'll get Greg. Oh, one well, other thing, I think we're going to try to release. I guess you could say our end of the year. Like These are our ranking of the games that we played this year individually, uh, our individual rankings, so each of us will rank the, I believe, 14 games. We're not including the bonus the bonus games, since not all of us play them, but the 14 games that we all did play, uh, we'll rank them individually, so you guys can kind of see and get a better feel for our taste of games and what we actually liked and didn't like of the games oh. we played this year.
2: I was going to say, since they're individual lists and not like a joint one, can can we just add the extra game? Sure, yeah, yeah.
0: We'll do that then. We, yeah, so uh, I guess you guys would add Firewatch, and I didn't play that, so that won't be on my list. And then, since I didn't play Evil Within, <laughs> I guess that won't be on my list. Um, Or I might just put, a, I'll put an asterisk by it, and then me and Dante will do the Mega make- will at Mega Man 11 since we played that. But yeah, this show has run long enough. Longer than we wanted it to. Uh, You guys have anything else to say? Alright, cool. Well, we are Miss Checkpoints and we're out. Peace.